Central. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. Tech Central. Hello there, this is Dusty Rhodes and welcome to Tech Radio in association with Logicalis and IBM. Remember, you can subscribe to our show through iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud or the podcasting software of your choice. And be sure to check in on the latest technology news every single day at techcentral.ie or our newsletter, The Technology Minute. Now, the COVID-19 pandemic has changed the world forever and not least in the way that we work. In this special edition of Tech Radio, I'll be talking to three experts from Logicalis and how businesses are adapting. I began by asking Information and Security Practice Lead Simon Sharkey what companies' IT capabilities will have to look like now the world is suddenly full of remote workers. Well, I think companies have have accelerated their adoption of um of, of, of basically cloud-based uh, technology services. So, you know, I, I think the the companies are, are, are definitely accelerating their uh, away from their dependency on on on-premise infrastructure. So, you know, we've seen the we've seen the rapid adoption of of the likes of say Zoom and Microsoft Teams and Cisco WebEx uh, grow exponentially over the last you know last eight to twelve weeks. And that that hasn't just been in relation to uh, that hasn't just been, I guess, in relation to the the unified communication side of it. Um, you know, like uh, Microsoft, Microsoft alone has seen uh, has seen exponential growth in terms of their Windows Virtual Desktop, uh, you know, application, and that's had a had a spike in growth for them around uh, around Azure consumption. Uh, so I think what what we're starting to see is the new norm is that. The, the remote um, working environment that would have been possibly previously considered the secondary has now become the primary environment. So you're looking and seeing IT departments and IT heads uh, really looking to adopt a, a I guess, a more uh, agile strategy, if that's, a, if that's a good word to put on it, um, in order to, to, to kind of deal with these demands, because now it's, it's not... It's not a. Uh, they're not dealing with um, with with um, you know a half a dozen connectivity points coming into an office to service um, a couple of hundred users. Uh, they're looking at uh, you know multiple home connectivity points coming into access line of business applications. So they've they've not only had to take into consideration the security posture around the applications and around where the applications reside, but also. Uh, the security elements of their remote users and and how they're accessing and and, uh, and what they're accessing. So that's that's what I've seen happen. Uh, you know, in terms of changes that have been uh, that that are that are that have been rapidly developing over the last uh, uh, over the last eight to twelve weeks, or sorry, last eight yeah, well, eight, eight to twelve weeks. So, what needs to be done to secure these collaborative platforms when you have a large workforce moving over them very quickly? Um, I think you have to have a very holistic uh, security strategy, right? So, I mean, you need to look at um, what we're finding is, um, you know, there's this, you know, if you have applications that still reside in in on-premise or in a data center, and now you're starting to look at applications that can be resided in 
the public cloud environment, um, whether that's through infrastructure or through platform or, or possibly some of the applications that you're consuming as SaaS applications uh, through through third-party vendors that you're engaged with. So I, I think that that companies are need to take a very holistic view to security. So previously they may have had kind of a, a view of security for, well, we have a, a security cloud strategy and we have a, a, a non-prem or, or data center um, infrastructure cloud strategy. So I, I think we've, we've seen a lot of changes where, where, where companies are looking to uh, say, okay, well, we need to, we need to look more in depth in terms of how we, 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 we basically we know how we manage security to now. We need to look how we manage that security at a at a from a cloud perspective, at an application perspective, and then once that's been, I guess, um, wholly holistically put together, then the other part then is to look into the applications themselves. So you know, companies onboarded people into Teams and into Zoom and into WebEx with, with uh, you know, with not huge amount of consideration for, for security because the demand from the business at the time is to get the users up and going. So they're starting to now look back into those applications and looking into the security features and security layers within those applications so that they can do this and operate this way in the long term. Because Ultimately, we don't know what's going to come down the line. You know, like so, if there's a spike and there is a requirement to bring more people back online again, if there's a, if there's a, you know, if there's a return to the office, what does that mean? But they they effectively want to get to the point whereby the you know the the environments, the technology servicing the business can pivot accordingly. So whether the demands go up on premise again or whether the demands go up. For users to work remotely, they want to they want to make sure that that's 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 a that's one holistic approach, but it's also one uh, holistic end user experience. So I think that's that's been a big part of what we've seen change in terms of mindset and strategy and focus with with clients. They they definitely they don't see two different types of environments now. They're they're now looking at at their their on-premise environment or, or data center environment and their cloud environments as one. Simon Sharkey, IT security practice lead with Logicalis. Thank you so much. With the use of collaborative platforms expanding so fast, how do we convince customers and even co-workers that business from home is the same thing as business as usual? Let's go to Ross O'Donovan, Information Security Practice Lead on this, and ask how the human element affects the pace of change, especially with people not working in technical disciplines. We do. We have we been having experiences recently, I guess, uh, with as part of the, as you said, the new the new working environments that we find ourselves in, where we are having customers coming to us with challenges, I guess, around around adopting new new ways of working. As as you mentioned, sometimes people make you know, internal processes or certain kind of paper based or physical processes that would have worked quite well in your traditional bricks and mortars or in, in your on-premise environments are, are now maybe getting changed to move towards more of a, uh, an online environment or a cloud-based uh, SaaS platform. And there are challenges with, with, with getting that new adoption. Like everything, some people don't like change. Some people adopt better than others. Um, and we are definitely starting to see, uh, I suppose, a, a challenge in that space, um, particularly around kind of non-savvy IT users. So when it comes to, to, the, to that kind of non-technical workforce, um, 
that is definitely a challenge around trying to drive adoption, trying to explain the the efficiency that could now be had, and uh, and trying to get people back to being productive in the workforce. You know, trying to get 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 more out of them. Um, but for the most part, we find that uh, almost everybody wants to be working. They want to have something to do. They want to be giving, delivering that productivity back to, the, to their to their employer. So it is a it is a challenge that we have to do. It's an education piece that needs to happen. Um, and like everything, some people pick these things up for quicker than others. Uh, typically, it's, it's, it's again, it's, it's a question of uh, using the collaboration tools that are out there to, to run online training exercises and um, to give them user aids. And what we typically like to do is we like to maybe empower uh, maybe a local user or, or get somebody that's maybe on the team that's picking up faster than the others to help as a kind of a power user within a group setting to, to try and make sure that the rest of the co- their colleagues are comfortable with the uh, solutions and comfortable with the technology that's being rolled out. A significant part of getting employees to make the move away from one way of working to another is ensuring the departments that the data they're working with is accessible, but only by the right people. Is this an issue that's coming to the fore again? So yeah, um, we do. We do. It's definitely starting to come to the fore again. I suppose a couple of weeks back or two months ago, potentially, and um, when we first found ourselves in this situation, the focus was definitely on connectivity and, and getting the remote access in place. Um, but as that's now bettered in and become more operationally and more BAU, and those challenges have been addressed, we're definitely seeing a move now. Customers coming back to double checking their 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 data classification, I guess, and their data protection controls. So whether it's a it's an internal service that was never designed to scale to have that many people working remotely, or if it's a new cloud based solution or service or, or work platform that that's been uh, that ends up being the the preferred solution to address a, a problem for a customer. Um, what it comes back to really is, is your data classification and your people processing technology. So what we have seen in recent weeks is people are starting to just, just uh, review their data classification policies and their data handling process, processes and procedures. Inevitably, as part of any kind of cloud-based service, there would be a fair bit of due diligence that would have taken place originally. For a lot of the enterprise kind of SaaS-based offerings in that space, they would have those type of technical controls built into the pro- into the into the platforms, and it's just a question of the security teams enabling them or understanding the type of data that's flowing out there and, and putting uh, policies and the procedures in place to, to complement um, that data sharing data, data classification piece that, that they're probably used to working in their, in their normal enterprise elements. Um, but there is technology out there, whether it's built into that native platform or if it's something that's a third-party technology that would be required to help with the with that kind of automatic data classification, with potentially a discovery exercise now that the, uh, the landscape's changed and there's potentially data, sensitive data that might be accessed in a, in a different way, I won't say insecure, in a different way than it was probably designed to be. We do see customers now looking at maybe having a, taking on a discovery exercise to make sure that there's nothing in, in a situation, there's no data in a position of compromise or a risk. Um, and definitely user access control and kind of user behavioral analytics and uh, and data protection type technology are now starting to come to the forefront around protecting the customer data and, and making sure the business is now at risk. Information Security Practice Lead, Ross O'Donovan, thank you. 
Finally today, we've talked quite a bit about keeping organisations going, but what about new technologies that would shape the world of work long after the COVID-19 pandemic has ended? Let's chat with Barbara Bogdanescu, Chief Technologist with Logicalis, about where to next and if every company should consider itself an IT company. Um, So we were discussing to what extent an IT company, a company is an IT company and to what extent companies nowadays, regardless of what they're doing, need a digital channel. Uh, Given the current situation, I think it's very easy to see that any company needs a digital channel and a way to approach its customers when the customers can no longer come physically to the the store, uh, to the shop, to the location where the company is doing business had numerous examples even in um, in the city where I live with uh, stores that would generally not have any kind of digital channel or a website or a delivery service scrambling to set up delivery services and um, and web pages and any type of way of to communicate with their customers and to let them know that they are still open and there is still a way to get the items that they sell. And some of them, strangely enough, wouldn't seem critical in a normal situation, um, but they suddenly become critical when you don't have somewhere to buy them from. Um, I'll give you just a, an example from, from where I am. Um, salt for the water filters has become a critical item, and the stores that generally sell it are not very important stores in, in the current situation, so they're mostly closed. And they are trying to set up deliveries and web pages and ways to get their merchandise to the customers. So it's definitely a different world nowadays. Um, so in terms of having an approach to, to reach out customers without the usual brick and mortar, I believe that after this pandemic, after everything slowly gets back to normal, you, we will see that many of our companies will invest in websites, in delivery services, in having um, digital infrastructure, be it on-premises or cloud. And I think that many of them will go towards cloud so that they can burst at need and that they can keep their costs low. But this is going to be the new normal, to have a way to contact these companies and to purchase items from them, regardless of the actual stores being closed. How about the rest of us, Barbara? Are we going to see technologies like automation fast-tracked into common use? That's a very interesting question. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on automation and the reasons why maybe it wasn't so prevalent until now and why people were shying away from it. But I do believe, again, that with automation, just as with the digital channel, we will see an exponential growth in companies that embrace automation. And again, I'll give you just a few examples. Um, we've dealt with a number of hospitals. Logicalis deals with a large number of hospitals in Ireland. And one of their biggest issues at the moment um, is the fact that they need to get staff onboarded quickly. Because, um, of course, unfortunately, the healthcare workers are the ones most exposed to the virus and they are the ones who get sick very easily. So they have to rotate and they have to go in quarantine on a regular basis. But we need to keep up the level of staff. So for this, we need to onboard a new member very quickly. And as you very well know, in um, healthcare, there are very strict standards and procedures 
in terms of how a healthcare worker needs to be onboarded, what kind of training they need to have, and what kind of software they need to use in order to provide the healthcare and to keep everything tracked. Given that, the onboarding can take a long while, and given the fact that the healthcare worker has to work all the time. So anything that can add um, some time saving through automation in terms of getting the devices easier to the healthcare workers, they now have, most of them have some sort of mobile device that they're using in their work. So getting those devices provisioned easily, securely, um, and ready for any new worker to, to just start doing their work on is becoming paramount. And this is where automation can help a lot. Because through automation, you can save a lot of time in correctly provisioning new devices. And this is what a lot of other companies outside of healthcare are finding. Um, we have companies that have decided to move their entire workforce to working from home. And this might mean thousands of people. And through these thousands of people, a lot of them would not normally have a laptop. They would come to work and work on a PC. So how do you onboard thousands of people on a laptop, which might belong to the company or might belong to them, so they are foreign devices, and allow them to work securely and to have access to what they need to work to be productive. Again, this is where automation and uh, bring your own device strategy help very much in taking these times down from days or weeks, as they are currently in some companies, uh, to maybe a few hours and even down to minutes for the ones who are expert in automation. Um, and this is why I do believe that um, companies will see that they need to invest in automating, especially because they might see that the workforce that they would usually rely on to perform all of the IT-related work um, might not be there because they might also be sick or they might have to work from home and not have access to everything, and they definitely can't go to help users. So there's no longer the idea of the IT person who goes somewhere to check a laptop because they just can't do that anymore. And everything has to be done remotely and everything should be automated so that we can avoid errors um, and avoid wasting time at this moment. Barbara Bogdanescu, Chief Technologist with Logic Analyst Ireland. Thank you so much for talking to us and thank you to all our guests today. If you'd like to find out more about how your business can deal with the challenges of remote working, do visit Logic Analyst Ireland at ie.logicalis.com. That's ie.logicalis.com. That's all we have for you this week. If you liked what you heard today, do subscribe to Tech Radio on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you find your podcasts. And of course, you can get news for IT professionals every day at techcentral.ie, where you can also subscribe to our newsletter, The Technology Minute. Until next week, from myself, Dusty Rhodes, thank you so much for listening. Take care. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by DigitalAudioProductions.com. Tech Central.